Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, Thomas Wayne Haley, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. Hey everybody, Sean here. In this episode, as with last episode and the episode before that, I was sick, and possibly at the time, which was very early in 2020, maybe with coronavirus in hindsight. And so my brain was kind of melting, but we decided to play on anyway, so please forgive my shitty execution in this one. Also, big thanks to Frogshock for becoming a new patron, I'll get you in that intro soon. Bye! Last time on Dungeon Ball Z, I was a sh- I was shitty. I'm probably still gonna be shitty. Um, there was shopping, pulse pounding, absolutely electrical shopping, like, you know, like a pulse of like four per minute. Oh, that reminds um, me. We forgot something. I think we need to go shopping again. Hmm. Okay, you sit on that. Keep going. Then there was dinner. And there was subversion. Slight subversion. I think Riley may have talking more than I am talking. <laughs> oh my god. Are you drunk? <laughs> no. Sean, I'm sorry. You're having a really, really rough day, man. <laughs> and like, it's funny, but also I'm kind of concerned for you. I have no fucking idea what's wrong. Uh, the honey ferment? Anyway, the joke I was trying to make was I think <laughs> Riley talked more than I did. <laughs> he didn't talk as much as I coughed, though. So there's that. And Leaf left us off asking Winda the heterochromat. <laughs> Oh man, this last hour, hour and a half of game is gonna be great. <laughs> well, Winda, the head of chromatic half orc, she was asked by Leaf to um Don't if, say if, it. If she, <laughs> if, like about her about orcish cooking and how his uh, how his meat void needed to be filled with orcish cooking. Because they have the best protein. <laughs> because they have the best protein. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Nope, you can have that one, buddy. Fuck it, Chris, you do. Listen, Sean, I believe in you. So Winda responds to Leaf. And she tells him that she um 
honestly doesn't really know that much about orcish relations. She was placed in the care of um, the followers of the Black Butterfly as an infant and has not really, you know, she wasn't raised by her parents' societies. Mm. And uh, I think Leafy would probably notice that uh, as a half-orc, she actually um, is likely half-elf, half-orc, not uh, not half-human, half-orc. That's fair. But half of it is orc, and it's a tragedy that she doesn't know delicious barbecue like we do. So, well, well, that's uh, that's certainly a shame. Uh, I hope one day you get to uh, sample it for yourself. Maybe someday I will. It will depend on where we travel. Uh, I won't divert any further. Talking about orcish barbecue, I, I feel bad. <laughs> so you can just assume other casual small talk from Leaf. All right. Uh, I, I didn't mind that you asked her about food. <laughs> I was just fucking broke. Have you tried eating honey? Yes, I have. <laughs> Remember, Riley wants dancing. <laughs> oh, Riley is going to be disappointed. Um, oh, that's okay. Dinner. Dinner abates, I think. Would, no, it doesn't. Mm. Dinner ends. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't it doesn't give up its assault it, it, it ends um, fucks off <laughs> oh, that's uh, good what is wrong with me it's one of those days man it's cool the fans understand I sure fucking hope so so dinner is over you all go about whatever it is you want to do for the evening before turning in uh the meeting with Carlisle and Shadow happens. There's uh, nothing we really need to do um, directly with that. Uh, if you're just hashing out like a, a deal to take to your grandmother. Yeah, basically that's all she's doing. Um, <clears throat> does um, anybody have anything really pressing before turning in for the night? Yes, quickly. Um, did Nina and Petunia make up their minds on whether or not they want to venture into complete darkness and maybe die? Yes. Um, I think... I think... I, I think... Motherfucker, I know. Um, um, Nina uh, has decided that she will go with. Um, and Petunia has decided she wants to stay. And uh, Shadow, you would actually um, be approached by Diara as as you come out of your meeting um, and she would inquire with you as to whether or not um, there was any good she could do here as Petunia uh, is wanting to stay behind there's no known like organization for uh, the followers of the Black Butterfly in Stormbluff yeah no known organized shit yeah uh, we it's figured out last episode not last episode last recording session that we did have followers here but there was no kind of priest or temple or anything right so and while she's not a priest she is a devotee of the temple and is a little further along in her studies than your average person would be right so i mean yeah shadow shadow wouldn't have a problem with that because she has grown attached to petunia it seems Shadow would suggest that uh, maybe she also works with uh, 
the priest that doesn't really have a church left to try to pitch in and help out there as well. All right. Um, she would be happy to uh, do so, so long as there's no great conflict of interest between the two groups because they do have very different ideals. Right. Um, and so long as things are civil and helpful, she has no trouble aiding like him as a part of the organization. She doesn't have a problem aiding him as a person at all. Right. So uh, she has decided to stay as well. Uh, and she will be staying with Petunia. Uh, she is still your follower. Um, and right. Us, yeah, I know. Effect, yeah. Just like the one that's in off with Brock. Uh, just uh, And just as Petunia is technically still your follower, Riley, if you so wish it. If not, she can free up that slot. Um, uh, just from a mechanical viewpoint. So, um, Riley, make me a sense motive chip. Oh, let's do it. Let's light it up. 20, 30, the dirtiest. Um, you have a hunch. You know, the, the, the basic hunch that <clears throat> Nina is perhaps hiding a little something. It's nothing bad, but she is hiding something. Um, like, like a little secret. Like somebody told her not to say something. Like it's a surprise, perhaps. But not necessarily, but that sort of like feel, you know? Oh, he doesn't get the impression it's anything negative? No. Oh, part of him wants to press her for it, but I, I think the other part of him wants her to um, indulge in being herself and exploring things. And if he doesn't get a bad vibe off of this, he's just going to kind of let her ride it out and okay. not like ask her to spill the beans or anything. All right. And so she'll uh, she'll go to bed, uh, letting slip, however, that she has to be up quite early. That is perfectly fine. Did she give a reason for why she wants to venture into an extremely dangerous situation to go across the world? Uh, she kind of gave you a non-answer. Like, she wants to follow you and see what happened. Like, mm. she didn't give you a, a real good, like, clear or definitive answer. But uh. she's not just going to sit around here. Fair enough. Hopefully she'll uh, find better motivations than that while we travel. Uh, I'll make another sense motive. <laughs> I'll make as many as you want. 25. Those are not her... Well, I mean, I guess they are a portion of her motivation, so those are not the entirety of her motivation. <sighs> hmm. Hmm. More secrets, perhaps. Uh, you don't get the feeling that she's um, got anything malicious to do with it. Oh, well, yeah. So, I mean, so her motivation for traveling with him is something that Riley finds important. So if he doesn't get the imp or if he gets the impression that there's more to it than her weird noncommittal answer, he will press upon her. Um, to try to get more out, to try to get something more affirmative or concrete. Um, mm -hmm. Mostly okay. by saying, like, you know, that's 
hardly an answer for venturing into somewhere completely void of lights where there might be plenty of creatures and entities seeking to murder you. <laughs> that was fun fact she can see there. Um, yeah, well, <clears throat> fucking, you know. She's not born. <laughs> um, That's why I stab her eyes out. What? Uh, go ahead and roll me a diplomacy. <laughs> yeah, sure. A, a, a diplomacy. Uh, I'm assuming a 25 might be a little bit low, but hopefully it'll get me there. Um, so she will reveal to you yes, a little bit more. Reveal to me all of your secrets. Not revealing all of them, mm. but she will reveal to you more. Yes. Um, she, in the course of having traveled with you and, and her interactions with you in the past, you have given her some inspiration. She wants to get better and do better and at least be strong enough to help herself at some point. Um, and so um, she goes ahead and she kind of like fesses up to uh, that like in the morning she's uh, she's going with Rousseau to the market to buy some adventuring gear for her uh, so that she will be less of a burden uh, and perhaps be able to protect herself. Sure. Uh, at that, uh, I would just like to say that Riley like kind of smirks and his comment is, what, is the battle kettle not enough for you? <laughs> Wait, did, I forget, did you buy that for her? I think we bought her a battle kettle. Well, she doesn't have any armor or anything either. Yeah, I don't, uh, not really. I have it listed down that she has maybe base, like really basic adventuring gear, cloth armor, whatever that might be, a dagger and a battle kettle. Yeah, so she's got one AC and a weird uh, teapot on a stick. Um. <laughs> Fuck you, the battle kettle's great. <laughs> but, uh, no, like she, she can still use it, but yeah, she might you know, have... that's he, he's only <laughs> making fun of the battle kettle. <laughs> and she says, So, I I still don't know exactly yeah I still don't know exactly why Great Mulligan follows us but he's attracted to Leaf it's one of Leaf's companions he wants the formal event he wants to dress up too <laughs> she basically um, fesses up to not knowing exactly where she's going with all of this but just that it she feels like it's what she wants to do Okay. That's super fair. That's fine. Um, if she thinks that the risk uh, is worth finding out her place in all of this and what she's capable of, then that's something Riley can totally understand. And um, he will give her his full support, his protection through the um, journey. And if she ever wants... Uh, formal training with a blade. He's sure Russo will be willing to teach her, but she can also turn to him, and he'll say that. I was about to say, you just pawn that shit. <laughs> well, it's I can't teach you my ultimate techniques. <laughs> I just can't get over there with the pleb first. 
Well, yeah, it, uh, it's like, do you, I don't know. I suppose in my head it was like, you can train with a god, like a, basically the closest thing to a god, or you can train with someone who's just like a regular person who's just really good with a blade, you know, stepping stones. But um, he will also kind of throw out there that if, if she feels like communing with nature at any point, he sh he's sure that Leaf wouldn't mind um, showing her a thing or two. Just uh, for her to consider the whole party, the, the extended party, as... Uh, friends and resources to her understanding herself. Thank you, Riley. It's not a problem at all. It was part of the deal. Give me, oh, sorry. Give me another sense motive. Damn, dude. Uh, uh, another very, very dirty, naughty 20. You detect evil? <laughs> no. Um, no. I am trying to think of the word. Flus, flus, frustration? No. Frustration is <laughs> quite the word, my friend. Man, I don't know. Mental blushing. That's the fucking thing I'm trying Mental to describe. Blushing. Why not physical blushing? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It's Mental blushing. <laughs> Because oh. I made you roll sense motive and not perception, that's why. <laughs> Nina, your brain is blushing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot right now. No, it's cool. It's funny. Me. It's great. Uh, Pe people are laughing right now. Not just you and me. Every everyone, everyone who listens is laughing right now. <laughs> uh, Riley will uh, smile at her frustration and. <laughs> um. Yeah, he, he just kind of, I guess, ends the conversation by telling her that it's not a problem at all. It was all part of the uh, arrangement for her travels with him anyways, for her to find out who she is supposed to be and her place in this great big world. I was just trying not to make her oo-woo. Oh, she oo-wooed hard. <laughs> uh, so Nina, uh, unfortunately, oo-woos. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, I guess uh, then heads off to bed unless you press her more. Oh no, I think that was adequate. Okay, and and so uh, unless the mighty oak is planting his seed somewhere, please don't. <laughs> no. Anything else before bed? I think I'm good. Okay. Yeah. So um, everybody wakes up uh, that wasn't already awake. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, the wake-up order is technically probably Leaf, Shadow, and Riley, because one meditates for four hours, one gets up really fucking early, and the other one's like, 21. I think I'm 18. Oh. Yeah. Fuck. That. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of them yeah, is a teenager. Sleeps, he sleeps until like two in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, I mean, Shadow can wake him up earlier than that. She loud enough. I imagine if he is not awake at a decent time, she will awake him. Um, but the point stands that you all get awake. Um, 
I, I do wish to ask, Mr. Sleeps half the amount of time as normal, if Mr. Hats is working on anything. Uh, well, I, I think probably the big thing that he's doing with his extra time in the morning while everybody else is sleeping is he's he's probably just like giving basic lessons to the Leshy. As, okay. I, I mean, like inevitably he plans to have it as like an assistant. And like one of the things that he wanted it to, to frequently have a role in is like as we're traveling. Because I, I think the Leshies actually have pretty high uh, knowledge nature checks. And so he's going to have it like run out and forage and stuff while he's occupied with other stuff. Not this one. <laughs> well, I mean, not not in the the plane of shadow, but you know, as as we we go on in our journeys and whatnot. Or are you saying not not wasabi? Like wasabi is especially dumb for a leshy. No, like leaf leshies in general are not. Um, they don't have a knowledge skill. They have survival. Yeah, they get which, um, which would also be like foraging, right? Yeah, yeah, that'll do forage. Yeah, um, I, I think it was the the leshies have like a plus five, or plant creatures have a plus five for the purposes of crafting leshies. Yes, um, they do. That's what it was. They and he has druidic sylvan and plant speech trees, so he can talk to trees. Yeah. Um. So he just asks the trees where all the good good plants are. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can talk. I'm gonna say that he can talk to. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Is kind of a tree. But I, I think like more more or less since since this creature by default has a higher capacity for you know intelligence than Box did by default, even though Box is catching up, I, I think what he's gonna do is he's just gonna give it like basic lessons and then, you know, maybe like some of the early hours of the morning, he's gonna maybe like wood shape it, some equipment, you know, like uh get, get just just kinda like sketch out maybe like in the dirt or like on a piece of paper, like draw them like a bunch of different weapon types and say, well, if uh, you plan to be, uh, you know, a, a great warrior in the Morheim guild, then I, I think we might have to get you some proper armaments and, uh, you know, starts going over it. And he'll probably like pick like a rapier or, or something in that shape. Cause he, he wants to mimic the guild master who's the mightiest, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know, just just basically like give him like a little sigil on his his like chest plate that's like the Morheim Guild sigil and and so on, and uh, then just just like give him lessons and like like general stuff like foraging, which is stuff that he's probably just innately knows, but uh, maybe try teaching it common, like e- even if it's just a few words. Like having this thing screech at people in broken common sounds hilarious. Okay. Uh, you can do that it, if that's what you're spending your um, effectively your downtime on, like in the mornings and stuff doing that. It'll take a little while, but you can start teaching it a language. And Box will participate. And he's like, oh, hey, Box, do you want to teach Wasabi a word? And he's like, Box. And I'm like, OK, well, thank you. And Wasabi like points at Box and goes, Box. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's 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 what he's, he's doing in the morning is um, probably like out foraging and, and showing uh, Wasabi like what to look for when they're out in the woods because he's going to need some help with that in the future. So are you just giving him like examples like in the garden or are you actually like leaving the city and going and finding Uh, Yeah, I, I mean I, I think it would be fair to, to like actually go out into the woods. If he's got 
you know, box and a full complement of like his spell list. I don't think he's too worried about getting ambushed. Um, and, you know, retreating would be pretty easy. So, okay. uh, yeah. So just you, go, you go out, it'd probably take you about 30 minute trip both ways all together. So you can spend about three hours out there if you want to be back in time for everybody to wake up. Sure. Uh, so, um, uh, Shadow, what are you doing? Um, she would get up and she would make sure all of her stuff's packed away in her trunk and that she has all her traveling gear on and she would do her morning prayers. Did you even sleep in the fancy bed? Yes. She likes comfortable, but like she's not hauling her trunk out of the room, you know. So you do your prayers and pack up and when you are done with all that and Void and you like meet back up with Void because I assume in this particular situation uh, uh, he did take his own room. He didn't bunk with you. It's not like she forces him. He can sleep wherever he wants. <clears throat> um, and he walks around and uh, other people start coalescing and Leaf is like going and grabbing some of, like, the last of his shit from the room, and you do not see Riley. She will go... Does she know what room Riley stayed in? Yes. She will go, and she will kind of knock on the door and see if he answers. Uh, you... Relay. <laughs> Relay. There's a uh, loud grumble from the other side of the door saying, uh, Victoria, five more minutes. <clears throat> Mr. Marheim, I am not your girlfriend. Now get you both out of bed. He rolls around a bit and then just like slowly opens his eyes and says, Ah, uh, yes, that's not Victoria. I recognize that voice anywhere. Thank you for waking me up, Shadow. Yeah, so Riley's gonna like lay in bed and just like stare at the ceiling for like about five minutes um, before like hopping out and getting dressed and getting all his stuff together and heading on out to join the crew. So, yeah. you gather around, and uh, you would have noticed that Nina was not about, uh, but she will shortly arrive with Riley, and she is wearing... Uh, not with Riley. Not with Riley, goddammit. She will shortly arrive with Rousseau. Yeah. And she is... A little better equipped. She she's actually dressed in in pretty good looking um, armor. It's not like this super basic padded armor. It's a little bit thicker and a little bit um, better made, fitted, and uh, like it, it's still ultimately uh, padded armor, but it it's just way better. It's not just a couple of layers of like juke and and linen. It's so it's what you're telling me like a proper fucking gambeson is it's not masterwork it's just like a standard suit of armor but it's like an actual standard suit of armor instead of a whole bunch of bullshit no it's masterwork oh, it's, it's, ma masterwork. it's masterwork oh. padded armor yeah does that do anything doesn't masterwork already have a zero armor check penalty oh uh, yeah uh, we use the other oh masterwork. yeah yeah the sorry it's been a while since uh, so, like, hers now offers her DR1 and nice. a 20% chance to ignore criticals and um, plus one bonus to sneak. Oh, that's dope. 
She has thematically cooler armor than me. <laughs> Better armor? No. Thematically cooler? Sure. Uh, she also has a light crossbow. Or not a light crossbow, a hand crossbow. And a uh, short sword as well. Oh, good. She can dual wield with her battle kettle. Uh, in addition to her battle kettle. Yes. It's very important. Uh, she also has a masterwork backpack and a bunch of other really nice, like, fresh, brand new gear. Wow. It's like an actual adventurer now. Yeah, she does. She looks like a noble bought her her first set of adventuring gear. Oh, man. Okay. Hopefully she breaks it in nice and easy and doesn't just get curb stomped in, like, the first encounter, because that'll be sad. Well, she she's not... Uh, She's not dumb. She knows that things are dangerous still. So. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. It's good that she's uh, sporting some decent equipment, though. Nice. Riley will uh, compliment her on the uh, outfit and the getup and the equipments. Uh, she's like, thanks. I hope that it'll help, at least. Uh, Russo, like, pats her on the shoulder and she's like, uh, Nina here is very, very interested in getting herself some good equipment for the road ahead help protect herself and uh, make herself and therefore everyone safer on the road as we continue onward and uh, I have to go out of the east gate but I imagine a lot of you will be going out the north Um, there's a inn about three or four hours up the north road I can meet you there yes that sounds acceptable what's the name of the inn I didn't think of that (laughs) <laughs> oh, never mind okay wait back to yeah, no. Riley says that sounds acceptable of course um it, it's the golden clover and it's it's a a simple travelers inn it's nothing fancy but it's a good place to meet you know what this uh actually mentioning the end reminds Riley that there's probably one important place that uh the the gang should stop by before they leave this place for good <laughs> I was wondering if you were gonna go back yeah uh I, I couldn't bring it up I couldn't find a uh, fitting place to bring it up last session but i think on our way out um swinging by uh i think it was oh fuck uh carla's place i think it was um with the good food and the 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 nest of quarterlings in the basement that we need to go visit <laughs> the blackfish tavern oh with the rats in the basement. yeah <laughs> yes yes um and petunia and there are coming with you to see you off if not leave with you so if you want to show Carla that cordlings do indeed exist, you can. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to attempt to remember her voice, and I have no idea if I can do it. But um, so you go down mm-hmm. to the Blackfish Tavern. Uh, Shadow, um, will you uh, be joining them? Well, I mean, she's going to go with them because they're headed out of town. Okay. So making a, a bit of a detour back down into the, one of the lower districts into a little back alley where you can hear uh, chatter and smell blackened seafood. Ah. Um, you open the door to the Blackfish Tavern after finding the familiar sign and the small, the small tavern and inn is fairly packed for its size. You know, it's it's not obscenely busy or anything like that, but every table's got a person at it at least. And uh, there's a few at the bar. Uh, you you walk in. There's no jingle jangle at the door. Uh, 
to notify, so Carla's just back behind the thing. She seems to be frying something up. That's okay. Um, I think... And the sleepy man's in his corner. Riley's going to... Uh, uh, the, the party at large is free to do whatever they want, but Riley's going to go take uh, seats at the bar and wait for uh, Carla to meander nearby. Leaf, uh, Shadow. I think uh, going to get the Vardo ready. Okay. So you remain outside with the Vardo and uh, and make sure that it's all ready to go and to get on the road. Shadow? Um, I don't. I imagine Shadow will stay outside as well. She's not real keen on the idea of going in a bar with a bunch of people. Okay. So a couple of minutes later, uh, Carlo will turn around uh, shouting, Hey, Beric, your fish is... And she'll see you. Oh, hell. Beric, your fish! And she'll, like, clatter a tape uh, 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 plate on on the bar and kind of slide it over towards the direction and a guy, like, stands up over and grabs it. Um, <laughs> she's like, well, hell, I didn't think I'd see you again. Uh, yes, I found this job posting on a, a board nearby. It said you had something of a, I, I think it was a quarterling problem in your basements, miss? I'm glad to see you're alive, but no, the basement's fine now. Oh, that's good. That's good. I, um, it's good to see that you're still doing, uh, pretty good business. Uh, yeah. We've got some, some more people in now and then. People trying to stay out of the rain when it's raining. And, of course, good, cheap food's always good. And you do make good food, Carla. That I do. So it brings you back into town. Traveling here? We are honestly passing through. And I don't know when next I'll be back around these parts, so I thought it only fitting to stop by here on my way out. Um, hopefully to grab some food to go for myself and my companions, but also to uh, make sure you're doing all right. I'm doing all right, and I can do an order if you'd like. Yes. Don't seem <laughs> you have much with you this time. Uh, Riley like glances over his shoulders and then says, "We there's some members uh, outside finishing preparations. I gotcha. But uh, yes, unfortunately, many of the people that I met here for the first time, I no longer travel with. Shame. Are they uh, are they alive or? Yes. Luckily, I think they are all still alive. We've just parted for various circumstances. Well, that's good news, at least. I hope they are all alive anyways. Yes. Of course, these days you can't tell, but at least that's it was done in parting and not in uh well a lot of people got lost a lot of souls yeah no most of us were able to part on our own accords for personal reasons though i suppose uh now isn't much of the time to wallow in the breaking apart of the <laughs> guild of the blackfish tavern are you still on about that uh on about it you should hear my title oh let's hear it then <laughs> sure. Riley, like, everybody, shut the fuck up. Listen to this. Right. Like everybody at the end turns to you. <laughs> sure. Riley <laughs> will. Some of them are puzzled. Some of them look kind of angry. Some of them have food hanging out of their mouth. Yeah, Riley chuckles, stands up, addresses the, the crowd in the tavern and says, my friends, it wasn't too long ago that my a career as an adventurer kicked off here at the Blackfish Tavern. And to formally introduce myself to you, I am... Riley, Riley Morheim, aka Guildmaster Morheim of the Riley Morheim Guild, formerly known as the Riley Morheim Company, 
son of Verit and Allery Morheim, heartkin to Victoria Renwalt, her royal majesty, <laughs> patron of the Blackfish Tavern, half-brother, formerly rival of the Flying Highwayman, twice slayer and nemesis of Blackkeep Commander Mansfield, survivor of Starlight, and champion of Caden Callion, definitely not a were-rat, savior of Gira, friend and ally to the Silent Seven, Riley Morheim. And he gives the uh, he gives a very nice bow. A few people are clapping. A few people are looking like really confused. A few <laughs> people are la- laughing and have been laughing since the Her Royal Majesty bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are a few people squ- that started squinting at you real hard when you said half flying highway, highway man. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a rumor. Yeah, well, uh, it's pretty good. And I guess it's good that I didn't use his real name in, in the title. <laughs> <laughs> or didn't clarify anything else. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like shortly thereafter, people go back yes. to what they were doing. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Carlos staying there like. <clears throat> so, Mr. Hart, can you still go around <laughs> flirting with every bar mage you meet? Um, no, I, to be honest, I've reunited, though, briefly with, um, someone very close to me. Um, but I am traveling with, uh, I guess a, uh, bar wench from a neighboring town. Uh, not a bar wench anymore, of course, but. No, I'm not flirting <laughs> with various women in bars. Unless Carla, he cocks an eyebrow. If. You're interested in a little bit of flirtation. <laughs> I'm not. Um, um, God damn it. Um, she she kind of like pushes your shoulder and you're just like, oh boy, you're just a flirt. Uh, it's good to be here, Carla. Uh, reminds me of some uh, simpler times. I wish things were as simple as rats in the basement. Me too. Uh, simple and cliched beginnings to much greater ends. I don't have much time, Carla, but I tell you what, I would love a uh, morning drink to give me a little bit of buzz on my way out of town. And let's say maybe about uh, 20 fish fries. I'm pushing the free food and drink bit there. <laughs> uh, I can pay for it. All right. Drinks on the house, though. And she'll uh, she'll pour you like a house special that's kind of uh it's a little foamy very dark and it has you're not sure what there's a shot of in it because it was in like a black bottle it kind of smells awful oh but i bet it tastes even worse great (laughs) (laughs) yeah um surprisingly the taste isn't as bad as you thought it's very excuse me it's it's an oddly savory drink. Uh, it's kind of earthy and ale-y uh, and has an almost steaky quality to it. But uh, it, it's hard to place. You don't you don't know what the hell was in that bottle. That sounds tasty. But uh, it's like drinking an a, an ale and steak dinner. So before Riley downs that, though, he would ask as Carlos like pouring it if he can have one for his friends. 
and he does want to call, um, I think it's Diara and Petunia up to the bar to uh, partake. And so uh, you call you call them over and they they come up. Uh, <coughs> Diara holding Petunia up because while there are halfling accessible um, like stools and whatnot, there's not quarterling accessible stools and whatnot. Ah, shame. Uh, <clears throat> so Carla turns around and she's just like at first, you know, her eyes just glaze over or not glaze over, uh, just, you know, pass over. And then she like double takes, just like, that's not a kid. No, Carla, I found her rooting around your basement. And oh, he boy. just stares. <laughs> I, is a shot glass small enough? <laughs> She'll turn around and she'll make tricks. I was, I thought you were kidding. Uh, I thought I was kidding too. Apparently not. <clears throat> the world is a fabulous, <clears throat> wide, and wondrous place. It takes her a little while. Yes, yeah, she's got limited space. But twenty-five fish fries later. I said twenty, but if she wants to throw in five for free, oh, that's uh, super cool. Twenty fish fries later. <laughs> Great. Uh, well. There, there, there were, there were, uh, a lot of people needing fish fries. Mm. Um, 20 fish fries later, um, you have a small kind of meager carrying crate, uh, filled with, <laughs> uh, little sacks of fried fish. Nice. Um, of, from the Blackfish Tavern. Oh man. Good. Uh, and as you part ways, uh, Carla and several of the other uh, de- denizens, not denizens, uh, patrons of the bar will wish you good travels and good luck. Sure. And as he's like riding off and some of them are like, I imagine like some of them are like Carla's just like sticking her head out the front door and like waving to him because that's the picture I kind of painted in my head. Sure. Uh, great. Uh, Riley's just going to call back. You don't need to remember the whole title, just the most important parts. My name is Riley, Riley Morheim, patron of the Blackfish Tavern. And he waves furiously as we depart. So you make your way up to the North Gate. Yes, and I feed all my friends the Blackfish. (laughs) And everyone eats the Blackfish unless they don't like it. And then they just don't like fish, probably. It's a bit nostalgic, isn't it? Yes, it was a good meeting. I feel like I needed that. But some of the first time having uh, this particular type of fried fish, we'd known each other for maybe a few hours. Now look at us. Uh, Yes, blessed by the gods, trying to venture out and save the world. Having endured hardships and very, very confusing things. But making a ton of more friends on the way. Fair enough. Onward into the breach. We've certainly come a long way, Leaf, and I believe we have a long way to go. But such is the price to pay for forging a legend. <laughs> he, he like desperately trying to look solemn while smothering the tiny plant baby. <laughs> <laughs> and Riley does all he can to refrain from his smirk ter- turning into like giggles. <laughs> But he doesn't do a very good job as he just like watches out the corner of his eye, the leaf baby crawling all over you. 
You notice the, the, the little plant baby has what looks like maybe a stake that you would use to kill a vampire or something, but maybe a little bit longer, a little bit thinner with a basket hilt. <laughs> Leaf. Um, is the leshy carrying around a toothpick? Uh, and at, at that point, he, he like un like bundles the the leshy from the suffocating, cloying embrace of the the Morheim guild cloak that he was basically like garroting it with, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they breathe through their skin, man. They do, but you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, he, he, he does that. He, he frees it from its prison and uh, he says, well, as he places it up on his knee, he says, well, uh, bit of a confession. It specifically requested something a bit reminiscent of the, uh, well, and he, he just kind of like grabs it by the tip and like pries it out of the wasabi's hands and he kind of like holds it up. Like I'm assuming you've got like your sword on your hip or yeah. wherever it's stowed, and then mm-hmm. he just kind of like holds it parallel so that whenever you like glance down at it, you can kind of see them next to each other, and there is a vague resemblance to it. Ah, this is unexpected. <laughs> so, uh, Leaf, what's your CMD minus four? <laughs> wow, or your what flat a CMD minus four? Uh. I don't, I don't think it's got a flat CMD, but uh, I uh, just take your decks out of it. Okay, uh, so it's a thirteen. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> while you're like like trying to show Riley the the little rapier, um, Wasabi uh, slips out of your grip, uh, shoots under the um, little floor fl- uh, foot piece where you would drive the cart from and lands right in front of the cart ducks under it runs around to the side <laughs> and uh jumps in front of uh where uh shadow is walking and strikes a pose <laughs> and its little leaf cape is just like fluttering in the wind and <laughs> uh, mr goldthrash your baby's on the loose and so, so, like, you know, you, you can picture Leaf holding this little, like, butter knife sized like, rapier thing. <laughs> and he's he's basically got between his, like, thumb and forefinger the tip of the blade and then the tip of the handle. And he's just kind of, like, holding it there, you know, like, navel gazing. You know, he's, he's got his head kind of down after that display. And he says, uh, yeah, uh, this is... <laughs> Wasabi was was uh, sentient for for Neri a few hours uh, when he he showed a very keen interest in your swashbuckling ways. Uh, I imagine this is a consequence of such interest. Hmm. Interesting. Perhaps we can turn him into quite the young little swashbuckler. Well, can I pick the baby up? Does it let me pick it up? <laughs> yeah, like when when you get within a couple of feet of it, it like abandons the pose and like puts its arms up yeah she'll pick it up and unhook one of her star knives and hand it to him to play with (laughs) (laughs) it will immediately like hop down and go "Ah!" and just run forward and hook the bitch just (laughs) 
And it like it only like flies like ten feet and then like lands in the mud and then runs forward, picks it up, does it again. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Keep trying. You'll get there. Riley crosses his arms and he looks just like stone face serious and he says now Leaf my training can be very demanding on young pupils most don't even survive do you think your leshy has the backbone required to learn the Morheim technique of swordplay I vaguely recall a uh, training regiment with Brock that consisted of uh, jogging next to the Vardo and getting whacked by sticks hey and you think the baby's capable of that sort of training? Uh, at the very least, it might tucker him out. Hmm. And Riley just holds you in his gaze for almost like an uncomfortable moment. And then he just gives a singular nod and departs. <laughs> and then for just just for Riley, the moment he like rounds the corner of the wagon, he just starts laughing to himself. What? Like as you're like marching off with that stoic look on your face, uh, he goes, "Oh, Riley, uh, one more thing," and he just kind of like hands the tiny wood rapier to you, like uh, handle pointed in your direction, and then you're allowed to go around to the wagon and giggle yourself silly. Yes. So Riley almost starts laughing, but then when Leaf calls after him, he just immediately goes stone face again, turns around. Uh, stoically takes the very small wooden blade from him and then goes around the wagon starts laughing to himself and will eventually return the small blade <laughs> to the little plant baby alright so, so since you're going around the cart you don't get this but uh, both <laughs> Shadow and Leaf please make me perception Booyah. 30 there uh, 25 alright so both of you would notice um uh, Wasabi keeps throwing the star knife ahead. Uh, sometimes it sticks in the mud, and sometimes it kind of just clatters, and he picks it up either way. Um, he throw, rolls forward, and there's one point where he's about to start throwing it, and he stops, and he looks up, and like you see a bunch of the leaves like on his like shoulders and like off of his head and stuff start to like arc, like like almost feather outward and upward. And he just starts cackling, and he holds it up in in the air, and a bolt of lightning just comes down on him. <laughs> and he's just just standing there going, yeah! uh, "Oh, that's not supposed to happen!" And then he he just kind of like he's he's like sitting there with like two knitting needles and like a bundle of yarn or something. He's like, "Oh, that's not supposed to happen!" And he just like slams it down on the counter and like sprints out. Like he sees you like running towards him. Like, 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 there's still like little arcs and like jolts of electricity coming off of him. And he like hears boosh, boosh, boosh behind him and like turns around and he starts running away from you. But he's too slow. Like, you'll catch him. <laughs> Legitimately, if he scurries away too hard, I just fucking entangle him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's pretty slow, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's only got a 20 foot speed. Uh, so <laughs> there, there's one point where he like, tries to start flying away but that's even slower so you just run up and you grab him out of the air yeah. <laughs> and he's just like he, he's unharmed uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of course they're immune to essentially lightning and thunder um they're immune to electricity and sonic damage yeah i think i want to take a look at my star knife and see if it's a uh, messed up 
Oh, no. um, roll me two d10s. Uh, you want in percentile dice? 80. Uh, no, like 2d10, like damage. Oh, like damage, okay. So, two and three. No, they're fine. There's some like superficial scorching on them, but that's easily removed. They're just wiped off. Yeah. They're really muddy. She has magic. She can clean it. <laughs> and so he, he's just got this this like squirming plant baby under his arm, and he says, I, "I'm not sure how you manage that, but uh, today's lesson." Uh, you can make a knowledge nature check if you like. <laughs> okay, I, I was I was more like focusing on the fact that he conjured lightning in the first place. That's a 33. Um, li- likely as he didn't conjure the lightning, the lightning was going to strike. He just like felt it and reached for it. Oh, it was just a convenient bolt of lightning. Yeah, it was just a convenient bolt of lightning. <laughs> Great. I've, I've got a chubby, like organic lightning rod. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was, he was, like a good like 30 or 40 feet away from the cart. Like, so it, it's he was like and there's not like a lot of woods around this area, so it's just pretty open. Basically, if Pikachu was also a pineapple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Peak apple. Pineachu. No. Pineachu, yeah. That's better. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if, if I should be impressed or disappointed, uh, but needless to say, we, we should be goading out lightning strikes whenever there are other people around. So that will be today's lesson. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll stick box on him. Box <laughs> <laughs> picks him up, raises him up into the air. Let's go. Just reels back with his right foot. And, no, I'm he doesn't kick punch the him baby. Off him. <laughs> don't kick the baby. <laughs> he has five hit points. Don't kick the baby. Um, oh man. So um, <laughs> no, box will play with him. Okay. And like Riley eventually goes, gives him the sword back and like box in him like sword fight, but it's just Box's finger. Yeah. So I, I don't know. He, he, he's he's kind of got like the, the look of like a doting parent as he, he just kind of like calms back down now that there are, is, isn't any adverse weather striking down his, his little companion there. Says, uh, <laughs> you know, the, a lot of work went into creating the ritual that brought this creature to life and truth be told uh, I, I was hoping for some more help with my druidic tasks gathering uh, herbs and materials and some of the rituals that, that my magic involves uh, but I'm beginning to think this this one might have um, proficiencies in another direction you should get you a fungus slushy. they good well, the okay. second thing has a lot of energy. Well, uh, here's hoping we can put this to good use. Uh, certainly he should keep... I think uh, enthusiastic is the good word for him. <laughs> Do you think uh, our coming trip is going to be a peaceful one? Mm, that is hard to say. Because everything that happens in this world, it is uh, reflected in the shadow plate. 
and uh, there is a lot of bad stuff going on here. So I do not know precisely what that will mean on the other side. And have have you uh, gone to the plane of shadows or or any of the portals since the event happened? Right afterwards, I went to Grandmama's house uh, to seek some assistance, and it was not uh, so bad. But uh, well, it has been a little bit of time since then. I don't know. I, she, I... she met you two because she sensed something was wrong, and. So uh, I, I I knew a little bit about this plane going into the whole situation, but I think the closer we get to our destination, uh, the more anxious I feel. Scary thought, the unknown. I am excited because for me it is going home, but uh, it will take some getting used to, I suppose, for the rest of you. It is, it is dangerous, but I find it to be very beautiful. Yeah, and uh, I, I think he just, just goes back to his like casual knitting or whatever it is he was occupying himself with. Okay. So a few hours later, on the side of the road, you spot a building. The lights in the windows, two-story, but not particularly large as you approach a little sign uh, of a four-leafed clover in yellow paint the golden clover do we see a big owl anywhere uh not at the moment no but you're also outside oh the owl's inside okay we can check inside there, for the there's owl. um a stable Owl stables? Oh, just stables, like with a roof and yeah. a door and stuff like that. Well, we can set up here to make our final preparations, make sure everything's in order. Um, I know we kind of ate on the way here, so we don't really need to grab food. Um, but we can hang out here for some time. See uh, if uh, Russo catches up with us. Yeah. Send uh, the, the Leshy to guard the Vardo while we go inside and socialize. When you enter, um, Rousseau is indeed in there. Um, nice. <clears throat> and he's he's up at the counter. There is only one other patron, and uh, and the uh, bartender behind the bar. I can I don't know why I couldn't remember the fucking word bartender. Um, <clears throat> the drink man. <laughs> the drink man. <laughs> and the drink man behind the counter. Mm. Good sir, I would like one of something. Tosses <laughs> a copper. Um, and that is where we will leave it until next time. Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. 
I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler, cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to seeing that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning, and uh, I kind of had... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at Eldritch Dream, at Eterna P, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.